time in the saddle, Chris Philipson Jr. How's it, Chris? It's great, right? Lekker. Myself, Ryan O'Connor, we talk all things cycling for all those that love the sport, whether it be on a mountain bike or a road bike. And speaking of which, it's begun, ladies and gents. Tour de France is underway. And didn't I call it last episode when I said, watch out for Peter Sagan? Uh, okay, he's no longer got the yellow jersey, but he briefly had it. He had it for one day, huh? yeah, yeah. And he knew he was going to have it for one day. Yeah, he did. It's been interesting so far. Um, for those that haven't been following too busy at work, where are we currently in the Tour de France? It's uh, early days? Yeah, normally the first week it's it's fairly boring. Mm. It's a sprinter stage, just nothing happens until the end. But um, it's been exciting. A few crashes, Chris Froome losing a minute. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's been really exciting. Now, listen, the good news is it looks like Chris and myself will be over uh, jo- uh, joining the Dimension Data team for the very last week. So uh, listen out, details coming up in the next podcast because it'll be soon, just around the corner. Uh, but every week we like to talk cycling, talk about things that are happening on the circuit, talk about technology, talk about gear. Uh, and this week we've got a very special guest. We've got Mark. Mark, how's it? Hi, Ryan. Uh, it's good to have you here because you represent a company um, that actually represents um, some of the biggest brands in global cycling. Yes. Uh, to name them, Shimano, PI, Laser. Um, give us give us more. Uh, Pro. Yeah. Uh, we do White Lightning, Tax. Love it. Don't miss yeah. any of the brands. Someone's going to be complaining when they hear the podcast that you missed somebody out. Joe Sealand. Yes. Yes. Cat eye, cat eye, Joe. Thank Kata-i. you. Kata-i. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, and these brands are. I mean, some of them are rooted. I mean, if you look at uh, Laser, and for, for those people who who wonder what PI is, what Laser is, and, and those two we're going to focus on this week. Um, before we do focus on on them, though, Mark, let's talk about you and cycling. Uh, how long have you been involved in cycling as a cyclist? Uh, before we talk about your professional involvement with these brands. Yeah, look, I started cycling at uh, the age of. Uh, 14, so I've been riding for 25 years or so. Oh, you don't look a day older than 30. (laughs) (laughs) Cyclists tend to look weathered a lot younger because they spend a lot of time. People don't realize this about cyclists is that, you know, every other sport, you go for a run or you go and you've got a partner who says, don't forget the sunblock, don't forget the sun. Cyclists, I don't know what it is about the the, the community, the good ones wear the sunblock. But the average ones just go out. And you, the only time you know you can spot a cyclist is the cyclist tan. Mm. Chris, tell me what the cyclist tan is. Oh, it's horrible. It's, uh, <clears throat> it actually it looks all right when you're on the beach of your speedo. No. But <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the outline of the bib and the top you're wearing and yeah. the, 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 the socks. Everything else is crispy. Yeah. I mean, it's white, white, white. Yeah. And it's and then, solid lines. And uh, some of the guys even have these helmet strap yes. pants, which is, yeah, it just yeah. looks horrible. But it's... it's uh, something you have to get used to when you're a professional cyclist and you spend that amount of time yeah. on the saddle. It's so now, Mark, you've gone from um, from cycling at the age of 14 or loving the sport into mm. working with some of these big brands yes. and watching them evolve. And we look at, I mentioned the two brands, Laser. We always ask on this podcast when it comes to technology that's out at the moment, what is the best to have? And Chris has always said, listen, when it comes to helmets and protecting your head, which let's face it, it's the most important thing to protect uh, whether you're cycling to the shop or whether you're cycling a stage race or whether you're cycling a fun ride on the weekend the rule is no helmet no ride and it's for a reason that is the most important part to protect so why would you want to skimp on spending money for the best protection for your head um, you're working with one of the best brands in the world they've been around since 1919 tell us a little bit more about the brand that is laser yeah so laser was born in 1919 um, it's the oldest helmet manufacturer when the helmets first started back in the day you know they weren't the helmets that we wear today mm. 
They they were leather caps. That's not going to protect you. No. Ooh, Remember those helmets? Ooh, like Chris, silver strap. Uh, uh, Chris leather has fallen. Strap. His leather helmet didn't keep his brain in. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. This happened one day. I mean, once upon a time. Um, so yeah. So now. So from then all the way to the most advanced system. I'm looking at MIPS. Mm. Um, MIPS for those people who don't. And must remember the people listening to this podcast that have no idea what seeing a sticker that says MIPS on a box means. Yes. Tell us about the latest technology that goes into laser helmets. So laser concentrate on a, on a lot with design and comfort and safety, mm. um, innovation. It's one of the biggest brands internationally. It's available in 50 countries. Whew. It's been in the spotlight, you know, over the years it's won quite a few awards. 2016 it won an award for one of the helmets, which Whew. is called the Z1, um, which was the top of the range helmet up until uh, a few weeks ago they launched a new top of the range helmet. What's that um, one called? The bullet. So the bullet, yes. Oh. The bullet was launched a little while ago, actually more than a few weeks ago, okay. um, a couple of months ago. Um, and it's got MIPS uh, that, I, that I talk yes, about. Yes, yes. What so what's MIPS? That's a, that's a, big, a good question because most <laughs> of the helmets come with the MIPS and apparently that's a, it's an unbelievable technology. Maybe you can explain yeah. to us. More. Yeah, so everyone talks about MIPS. So the breakdown is actually it's, it's multi-direct impact protection system, which basically adds additional safety to the helmet. It protects your brain. So there's a low friction layer that uh, reduces rotational force in the okay. case of a crash. I need a large because I have a big brain. Chris, what size uh, is your brain? I don't think they make extra <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the size of the brain. It's what that brain can hold. That's it. Um, um, but now listen, uh, when this is on your head, there's also this low friction layer. Tell us a little bit about because that, that reduces rotational force. Because mm. when you crash, now if you imagine mm. in slow motion, you're falling to the ground, your head hits, bam, bam. Mm. In slow motion, you almost see the helmet moving. It moves. It, it kind of, uh, it's there to move around a bit. But, but when there's uh, uh, that low friction layer, it moves around certainly a lot less. To, in mm. other words, keep the, the the, the shape of your head pretty much intact mm. while protecting mm. the skull. So basically keeps your head and the brain intact. So when you do have the impact, basically then it absorbs mm -hmm. all that shock and it protects your brain from a major injury. Chris would like to volunteer um, the next time that you do the testing, because oh, this is going to be my it. next question, is how do you test these helmets? I mean, there's some muhu, uh, and by the way, if you're from a foreign country listening to this podcast, a muhu is somebody who's not the brightest of tool in the shed that you kind of say, hey, Chris, put this helmet on. We want to hit you with a cricket bat. And Chris would put the helmet on, and we'd whack Chris on the head with a bat. And if Chris is still standing, we'd go, okay, Chris, that helmet's pretty cool. Um, that'll pass the safety test. But real humans test these helmets. Yes, so, so testing actually gets done in Sweden with computer models and uh, real-life testing. Okay. To be able to basically make sure that the helmets, uh, you know, exceed the highest safety standards to, well, to protect. What's the fit like? I mean, because um, putting it onto your head, like I look at like the helmet setup. The helmet setup, it needs to sit comfortably if I think about um, uh, what, what it is I use my helmet for, besides protecting my head, is to be sit comfortably up on my head so I don't feel it uh, jarring around or bumping around when I'm cycling. Mm. What's the fit like on, on something like the Bullet? So, so the fit will be amazing. I mean, they have a few fitment systems on the helmets presently. They have a adjustable head basket system inside the helmet before you actually, you get the old 
old, good old-fashioned turning system yes. where you would adjust it at the back. Then furthermore, inside that, there's actually a clicking system where okay. you can actually adjust up and down just to make it tighter, to actually just fit your head even better. Then um, they have the auto-fit as well, which automatically fits according to your head. So it actually adjusts itself. Once you put the helmet on, it automatically retracts or expands just basically to fit nicely. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then furthermore, they have... Um, the advanced roller system, which is on only some of the models, it's a little dial on top of the helmet that you're able to adjust. And what it does is it basically closes the helmet up or opens it up on the inside to make it um, nice and snug, good fit. What models are available? So there's, there's quite a few models available. The Bullet now is your new top-of-the-range helmet. Um, thereafter, you get the Z1, which was the top-of-the-range previously. There's the magma, there's the blade, there's the beam, the cyclone. All these sound the like motion. incredible. It's like, yeah. it's like all of them have got these heroic super like human hero names. It's like, I've got a motion, I've got the cyclone, I've got the beam, I've got the blade, I've got the bullet. Um, the ladies would be pleased to know there's a model for them too. Yes, yes there's, a, there's a ladies model as well, which is quite important because the ladies cycling is, is growing dramatically. And uh, we need to cater for the ladies' market. So there's a model called the Monroe. And um, we don't forget we cater for the kiddies as well. If a person looks at his helmet and he's got a small little crack in it, do you suggest to immediately get a new helmet or carry on with that helmet? Or is it important to have a helmet that's 100% perfect without any small cracks? I would agree. It needs to be 100% perfect without any cracks. I mean, to be wearing a helmet that you've either dropped or you've fallen on previously in a a slight accident, even if it was just a minor accident, you Mm. are taking a big risk by riding with a helmet that's not 100% safe. From helmets, we start with only the very best in protection. Hence, we we, we chatted laser and we've covered all the points about what make their latest product, the bullet, the greatest. But uh, as Mark so rightly mentioned, there's something for everyone. It caters across the entire range. um, That there's something really, whether you're a female cyclist, whether you're a kiddie, or you yourself have kiddies that you want to protect their heads, there's something for everyone. Everyone. Uh, the other brand that I'm really keen to chat about is is PI. Yeah. Uh, 1950 is when this this uh, brand launched, uh, and it launched back then in Tokyo. The brand has now since evolved and moved. Mark, where where where, where are they now based? Yeah, so their headquarters are based now in in USA. Shimano purchased them in 2008. From here onwards, Shimano have taken them to an, an to another level. They used to be. Uh, a running brand too. They have uh, subsequently dropped the running range to concentrate mm. purely on cycling sure. and put all the, the technology and, and money and everything into cycling, growing that. And, and that note, I mean, there is so much. And this is what, this is my fashion, my fascination is the technology that goes into creating. Uh, we spoke recently about helmets, but about clothing. Um, people go, will walk into a shop and the average cyclist listening to this podcast or the more serious rider will understand why um, uh, your, your Lycra gear costs what it does. The technology isn't just a piece of Lycra with a bit of chamois stuffed, stuffed into it to make you feel comfortable when you're riding. Maybe technology was like that in the 1930s or 40s mm. uh, when, you know, when when people weren't concerned with five-hour rides in the saddle, when you're spending time in the saddle, you want to make sure when your bum's off the saddle that, that, that it's had the most comfortable experience for the painstaking time that it's been on the saddle. Um, Chris and I always talk about spend as much as you can on buying the best for you right now. If it means spending a couple more hundred bucks on something that's quality, this is why. What determines...
determines that rider's comfort. For sure. So it's important. I mean, you want to get the best bourbon short that you can. Mm. Of course, comfort is the most important thing. And then you'll enjoy your riding. There's three key hallmarks to a good experience. PIs, research and everything they do. Um, So the first one is skeletal support and suspension on the saddle at the contact points. So obviously that's where you need to make sure you're comfortable. Tissue health. That's allowing for proper blood circulation to the delicate area of the body. And then thirdly, there's skin comfort with moisture management and friction reduction. How's the chamois made? Yeah, so typically in the old days, you know, chamois were made with multiple layers of fabric just bonded together. Okay. And um, there you go, off you got your chamois and that's supposed to be suitable and comfortable. But, you know, as time and technology and things have changed, Perlizumi have obviously, you know, discovered there's different ways to make a chamois these days. Mm. What they've done is they, they use fewer layers of material and bonding in certain areas that allows stretching and form shaping to the body so that you get the correct uh, circulation and also you, the moisture uh, effect also doesn't come into play too much where the mm. chamois stays wet and doesn't dry. The top layer of the chamois is smooth, so basically that prevents any friction and also ha- helps with the moisture transfer as well. All right. Um, now listen, a question is would be, because uh, a lot of people don't realize, they don't read the label and see, uh, they see a thicker chamois or a slightly longer chamois and they go, is this a, a, a male designed chamois for a male bib or is this a female? I mean, what's the range like that PI offer? I mean, what what is out there in terms of the chamois models? Yeah, so there's, there's different chamois models for male and female. Uh, males, uh, chamois is going to be totally different to the female because the, the anatomy of the woman's body is very different. Mm. So the chamois and the design is going to be different. So in the, in the male version, we have three models and same for the ladies as well. There's three models. Okay. Um, it, it also determines on the type of rider you're looking at yes. as well, which is basically going to determine which model you're going to look at. Yeah. Now, is there's a system that I see come up quite a bit, and it's advertised uh, as a patented system uh, that's in place for with PI uh, uh, Aware, and it's PI Dry. What is PI Dry? Yeah, so PI Dry is it's a it's it's a wicking agent that's actually used in the material that basically sucks up the moisture and helps it to dry much quicker, so that you aren't wet, and you know while you're riding on the bike, so you're gonna be more comfortable. It's gonna dry quicker, mm. and there's basically less chance of uncomfortableness and any chafing in any way. But that's not the only thing that goes into uh, bibs. What is the special cooling technology that they've got there? So they have a cooling technology in some of the bibs, not all of the models. Okay. It's called Inarcool. It's uh, special microfibers in the Lycra that basically deflect the sun rays. So it makes it much cooler in summer. But then when it comes to winter, you can use that same bib because it's a little bit thicker and nice. it gives you the added comfort of warmth in winter. I need that a lot. I've got not much warmth around me. Uh, I need whatever warmth I can get. Hey, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys and girls who've been listening to this podcast, this is why we are talking technology that's the best for you right now. Uh, in some way, it's informative to know that when you're going to make a decision on buying something that costs 2,000 Rand, as Chris mentioned, as opposed to buying something that's 800 Rand, what your money is going towards. And trust me, all Always pay the most that you can afford to pay for the gear that's available today because down the line, your body will thank you 
for the good, that great decision oh, that yeah. you've made. Sure. Um, Mark, thank you very much. Thanks to Stack. Um, looking forward to testing out some of the amazing gear and, of course, having you back on this podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Chris, let's quickly look at what's happening in the in the cycling world the uh, this weekend. Well, um, there's not much happening. We've got Saturday the Nissan Trail Seeker in Western Cape in Gabo. Also, the Vitclub Mountain Bike Winter Classic up in the Gauteng. Nice. That's very cool. It sounds like uh, two races uh, or three races to look out for this weekend. If you're in the Western Cape, we are getting a cold front that smashes into us um, uh, towards the end of the week, uh, bringing rain. And we've been out on the trails. They've been very muddy, very wet. But also, the ground seemed to have absorbed it up extremely quickly. Just again, and we keep thanking them. They're our local mountain bike club, uh, the Tigerberg Mountain Club. Just a huge thank to the amount of work that the guys do. We often see them on the trails to those people who finally heard the message to stay off the demarcated areas that have been closed and the trails that have been shut down. Well done to you that have obeyed the, 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 those laws. Um, and just a thanks to, 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 to the folks out at Tigerberg. All the other clubs as well, thanks for the invites. We're looking forward to, you and I mentioned on a cycle two, two days ago, we're going to go try, uh, which area we're going to go take our bikes uh, out to? Bottler Ray Hills. Bottler Ray Hills. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to doing Bottler Ray Hills. I haven't done Bottler Ray Hills. And then we, 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 the world's our oyster. We looked to, uh, forward to doing something on Table Mountain, maybe out, out towards the uh, Himmel and, and Arda Valley area. Spick. Spectacular. We can go visit uh, JC and Caroline, my good friends uh, that own Creation Wines. We can stop there and then basically n- never leave. We'll that's just stay that's there. what it's about. Eh? That'll be our end point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, listen, rain this weekend, uh, 14 degrees on Friday with rain in Cape Town, 16 degrees on Saturday. Chilly starts there as well. So if you're planning on cycling, uh, Johannesburg, I'm afraid, is exactly the same. You'll start at about 5 degrees on Saturday morning. It'll get up to only 16 with partly cloudy conditions. So those are the two major cities. Not too warm to be out cycling, but a cyclist would say there's no bad weather for cycling. It's just, uh, you know, lazy individuals who don't want to get out of bed like Chris and I. So we more than likely will be sleeping. Um, enjoy the rest of uh, this week's action of Tour de France. Uh, just a, a quick favorite to, to be in yellow by Sunday. I've got my hopes for Ala Philippe from Quickstep. Really? Yeah. And where is he currently um, standing? I think he's lying top 10, if I'm not wrong. But um, a stage win for him or a top three finish should see him in yellow. And um, yeah, he's my favorite. Him, nice. or, him or Philippe Gilbert. Oh, Philippe Gilbert. Gonna yeah. be good. Listen, listen, enjoy the Tour de France. We'll be back with another Time in the Saddle podcast next week.